Did you ever see the movie The Breakfast Club? It was one of my all-time favorites as a teenager. This 1985 movie actually was considered to be ahead of its time. Creator John Hughes intersected the lives of five very different young people, all facing the uncertainty of their futures. He showcased these teens figuring out who they were, how others saw them, and who they wanted to become. I guess you could say he put the process of youth development on the big screen. Despite their differences, Hughes was able to bring the group together by having them find commonality, being undervalued as a young person, and being in progress. When I watched the movie as a teen, I missed all of that. I guess I was busy rooting for the group to become friends and find a happily ever after, and to find something in common, even if that was outsmarting Mr. Vernon. Watching the movie as an adult, while I recognized the youth development components, I became sad at witnessing this lack of respect from adult to teen and from teen to adult. When we work with young people, respect is often a topic of discussion that comes up. Today, we are going to look at respect through the lens of being a caring adult. So let's go ahead and get started. Have you ever felt that we are losing young people to the world around them and that they have already chosen to walk away from Jesus without even knowing him? And did you know that all young people are at risk for something? That's why I want to welcome you to the Jesus is my hashtag podcast, where positive youth development and youth ministry intersect. I'm your host, Deb Schroeder. Join me weekly for encouragement, resources, and strategies to assist you in helping young people make Jesus their hashtag. The past two weeks, I've been subbing in a middle school classroom of eighth graders. I have to be honest and tell you that we have had some ups and downs. While I don't normally do long-term substitute jobs, I felt a calling by God that I was supposed to be there in this classroom. I was excited for the chance to really make connections and to get to know these students. My first week in the classroom, though, felt a little more like a scene out of The Breakfast Club in terms of how I was spoken to and trying to keep an eye on all of the things in the classroom besides actual learning. I was cursed at, told to sit and be quiet, and was talked over nonstop. Now, you might think that these behaviors were what shocked me the most. But honestly, what shocked me the most was that even though I had been respectful to these students, I was met with a great disrespect from several. If I think about it, they didn't even really have time to decide that they didn't like me. Some of them chose that from the moment that I arrived. And I don't want you to think that this issue is just limited to the school setting. Several years ago, I served as a leader for a youth group at church, and I was disrespected in similar ways. I could also share stories about disrespect I've experienced in sports environments too. My point being, young people can be disrespectful to caring adults in all types of environments. And let me very clearly say, Not all young people are disrespectful to adults or to each other, but I do believe that there is a growing number of disrespectful youth and disrespectful behaviors that we face when we work with young people. And there even seems to be a growing acceptance of a culture of disrespect towards adults or towards anyone that holds a young person accountable. As we move forward today, I want to address this growing culture of disrespect and then our reaction to that disrespect. From there, I will offer strategies for gaining respect from young people. 
In order to talk about this culture of disrespect, we really need to define what disrespect looks like. I imagine we could all come up with our own examples of disrespectful behavior that we have experienced. In general terms, disrespect is a lack of regard and insult, contempt towards someone. It plays out both verbally and non-verbally. I believe there is also often a specific intention or an agenda involved when we treat someone with disrespect. But that disrespect can also be towards something, such as a shared space, a classroom, a neighborhood building, etc. Culturally, young people see the world differently than I do in many ways, and they experience it differently than I did as a young person. So yes, some of the struggles surrounding disrespect can come from different expectations and different experiences. For example, a young person might come into a team practice and curse and swear as their normal language. I would find this disrespectful because that is not language I was raised to use and I do not like it as an adult. A young person may not even realize what they're saying because it has become conditioned and normative for them to speak this way, but that doesn't mean it's not disrespectful. We are looking at a cultural behavior that has the potential to create disrespect. There has also been a shift from when I was a teen that said, you respect your elders. That concept is now almost optional. Culturally, I also believe that we don't always see the value that intergenerational relationships can have in our lives. When we think about the culture of young people, it has shifted over the years, in part due to technology and even social media. Young people have 24-7 access to information. Their role models may be somebody online that they have never met versus a person who is in their lives daily. There are incentivized behaviors for disrespect that is at times promoted and encouraged online. Think back to the fall of 2021 when there was a TikTok challenge to destroy school bathrooms. The goal of this challenge was to destroy the bathroom without getting caught. Stated or unstated, another goal was to disrespect the shared space and the staff of the school. Culturally, there is also an increase in violence and an encouragement to disrespect others in our TV shows, movies, and music. We see TV dads being portrayed as uneducated. We see parents on shows allowing their kids to set and establish all the rules. We see and hear rappers singing about stealing and killing others. They even paint a picture that justifies these behaviors. And somewhere between social media and technology and what we consume, young people are getting the message that they are entitled to certain things and entitled to certain behaviors. This, of course, all leads to an increase in disrespect towards adults, especially when an adult disagrees with these types of things. I believe it is safe to say that there truly is a growing culture of disrespect amongst many of our youth. I don't need to keep giving examples of what disrespect looks like. The list could be endless. And just talking about it doesn't really help us to move towards gaining respect from young people. So let's shift gears and talk about how you react when you feel disrespected. When you are disrespected by a young person, what is your reaction? How do your feelings play out to those around you? Do you in turn demand to be respected? And how has that worked out for you? There can be different reactions to disrespect. We might experience hurt, anger, or even shock. We might act out our feelings in response to the disrespect. 
we may even in turn become disrespectful ourselves. When we experience disrespect from young people, I believe it is important that we are aware of not only our emotions, but we also need to be intentional about how we choose to engage with young people. One of my roles as a substitute teacher is that I will not yell at a classroom. I don't believe that it is respectful to the young people, even if they have not respected me. And usually it's only a handful of students that are being disrespectful. Oh, there have been plenty of times that I have wanted to yell. But that would be my reacting from emotions. It wouldn't be modeling what I want from them, and it wouldn't model the love of Jesus. It would also close off a chance to build a relationship with them. As a caring adult working with young people or raising teens, the reality is that we will face disrespect at times. Shouting down the disrespect, demanding respect, or ignoring it doesn't work in terms of encouraging young people to be respectful. So what do we do? We work to create an environment that cultivates respect. Let me share five strategies to help you create this environment. These strategies are not just for new groups. Even if you have been with a group for a while, you can always implement these strategies or refocus on some. Strategy number one, share your expectations of behavior or your rules and revisit them as often as you need. A young person should not have to guess what our rules and expectations are. It is important to be honest and upfront with them about what you want. For example, with this long-term sub-job, the first day that I was there, I went over my expectations with them. I had them written out and I have been able to refer to them throughout these past two weeks. You can also engage young people in helping to tweak or create additional expectations. Getting them involved in this way gives you a chance to be open to their ideas and it gives them a chance to buy in. When we clearly and specifically share our rules and expectations with young people, it shows that we respect them. That creates an environment of safety and predictability, which in turn can encourage them to start to respect us. Strategy number two, let them get to know you. I have seen some adults be very hesitant to share much that is personal about themselves with young people. This has an effect on young people respecting you. If a young person doesn't see themselves as having some kind of connection or relationship with you, they don't have an incentive to value you or respect you. That first day of my long-term sub-job, I also shared a few pictures of my family and what is important to me. All those students walked away knowing that my faith and my family are the most important things to me. They also learned how much I love pizza, puzzles, and how I don't like heights. Did I need to share those things? No one told me to, but I wanted them to see me as a real person who has a life outside of the classroom. I wanted them to see me as someone's mom. I gave them a small glimpse into my life, and by doing that, I made myself approachable and relatable. I absolutely have a boundary line of what I will and will not share. You need to know what that is for you. When we can allow small glimpses into our personal world, it shows young people that we respect them because we are willing to share with them. And that helps to create a mutual environment of respect. Strategy number three, show patience and discipline respectfully. We need to be able to practice patience with young people. There is a fine line of correcting behavior and being patient with them. And as an adult, we need to remember that not all young people want a relationship with us 
just because we want one with them. When a new adult comes into an environment with young people, youth generally need some time to process what they are feeling. Not all young people know how to do this in healthy ways. Some young people react to change by acting out and pushing an adult away. Think of a young person who acts a fool in a small group or suddenly is the ringleader in your classroom for poor behavior. They might be trying to gain control because they feel out of control. From a parent perspective, sometimes it feels like your teen doesn't want a relationship with you. In these moments, it really is more about their search for autonomy than it is about you. Let me say this again. I am not excusing poor behavior. Young people need to be held accountable for breaking rules. We have to make sure that we are disciplining behaviors in ways that is respectful. I have to know when to call a young person out in front of everyone and when to pull them aside. I have to know when to give them a look that says no more and when to actually use my words to say no more. I always tell young people that each day is a new day. Whatever happened the last time that we were together, it's over. It's a fresh start. Isaiah 43, 18 tells us, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. When we can model this for young people, this idea of moving forward, it encourages them to do the same. We need to remember that part of disciplining respectfully includes forgiveness. And whether a young person has asked for it, we need to extend it and give them another chance. When we practice patience and discipline respectfully, we are telling young people that they matter to us and that we respect them. And again, in turn, when we send that message to young people, it encourages them to give us respect. Strategy number four, tell young people that you value them. I always work hard to tell young people thank you. I thank them for listening, working hard, doing their best. I thank young people for telling a great joke or a great story. I also work hard to notice something about young people. Whether it's something that they drew, something that they knew, they looked nice that day, or they were kind to someone else. I make sure I am telling young people what I appreciate about them. What I say has to be genuine and authentic. I can't overcompliment or make things up. I have to be specific. Telling young people the ways that I value them and see them, it shows them that I respect them. Again, I am leading with respect, and I hope that they will give that back to me. Strategy number five, give choices when possible. There is something about young people needing to save face. I have seen this in every environment where I have worked. When we are disciplining or redirecting youth, when we can give them choices, it allows them to save face. It allows them to feel like they have some control. And if we can head this off before we even get there by getting young people engaged early on in making decisions and picking what they want to do, it helps them to be more engaged and that encourages respect. Giving choices to young people whenever possible is just one way that we can show respect to them. Employing these five strategies will not entirely erase disrespect, and it won't guarantee that young people respect you. In fact, these strategies might feel like we are doing all the work or that we are tossing out a net and hoping to pull some respect back in. The truth is, in part we are, in order for us to cultivate an environment that produces respect, we have to give it first. Even for us as adults, you have to admit, it is hard to give respect to someone who doesn't give it to you. In general, many of our young people might feel disrespected by other adults in their life. 
Their opinion hasn't mattered. They haven't been given choices. They have been embarrassed in front of peers. They have been bullied into offering respect. That's why I always go back to the basic principles of positive youth development. We value young people for who they are and who they can become. And we love them for who they are in that very moment, and we encourage them to see good and possibility in themselves. Honestly, we love them like Jesus. These strategies are an investment in creating a culture of respect in your home, in your classroom, in your youth group, in your teams, wherever you're working with young people. When we can be proactive in building this type of environment and in modeling respect, it helps us to feel more in control and more excited about being with young people. There is no doubt that as our culture and communities continue to change, we are going to have to address disrespect by young people at times. As you do this, lead with love like Jesus. Be clear and specific about their behaviors and your expectations. As a youth worker, I know constant disrespect can lead to burnout. I know at times it can make you not want to keep serving young people. I get that. But here is why I think that walking through disrespect is going to make you a better youth worker. Loving others when they are unkind to you is a chance to be more like Jesus. And loving young people when they disrespect you, it's a chance to model Jesus to them. And the more we can be like Jesus, the better youth worker we will be. As for your homework assignment, I'm going to just encourage you to think about ways in which you can show respect to young people. Join me next time as we continue to look at respect. Hey there, fellow youth workers. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember what Matthew 9.37 tells us, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. In other words, keep showing up and keep caring.